25th whistle. It's actually whistle 40 something. Kevin, what do you think it is? One? 41? 42? We had signed a deal to do 25 episodes, and so we called it 25 whistles because we were going to start and end with a whistle. Let me, let me go ahead and start the show now. Let the show begin. That's a good one. And we didn't go out and pursue this show, but we love sports and hanging out with our buds and Talking about sports and talking about sports with our buds and hanging out and budding it. And, <laughs> and so we did it, and we're very proud of how it's grown, and thank you for allowing us to do that. It's presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. So 25 whistles has turned into 42 whistles. That You know why that is? Because we go hard, and we work, and we show up. We're consistent. We're not always good, but we do show up. Right, everybody? <laughs> yes. Yes. Right. yes. Now, there's a lot to talk about. We're going to go around the room in this, I mean, it's, it feels like the. <laughs> you getting emotional, man? I'm getting emotional yeah, here. a little bit. What's been the highlight of all that we've done here? 25 whistles. Ah! <laughs> it was easy. It's the war. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's the warm up question. Basically calisthenics. Eddie, go ahead. This is easy, man. Going to. Dallas and flying to the game with Jerry Jones and watching the entire game, going on the sideline on the field. I mean, just a highlight of my life what that I'll never experience. forget. Absolutely, golly, absolutely. And sometimes things go, they go so fast. Not all good things, but I mean, I probably work, I won't say too much, but I probably go too often to where I can't slow down sometimes and respect and appreciate the cool things that we've been able to do. And I think that's one of those, like this summer when I get a couple weeks and just kind of look back, I'm going to go, man, what a moment, what a time. How cool was that to be able to do? And honest to God, how cool was it to take two of my best friends who love the Cowboys? Aside from us just getting to do this as like buddies and friends and the real value for me and what I've been able to do in my career is exactly that. Yeah, is it cool to do that? Absolutely, one of the coolest things ever. But is it the greatest... The best part about it is Eddie and Mike love the Cowboys so much, and they got to do something that they thought they'd probably never, ever, ever get to do. I know what you're saying, because when I go with you to an Arkansas game, it's, it's the, really like you being 14, 15 again. It's, and, it's heaven. Yeah. I get to go into places and rooms, and they give me free shoes. and The coach knows you. Co- it's all. I mean, yeah, and it sounds trivial, but it is like the things that when we were kids that we felt was the coolest if you— that's all the cool stuff for me now. It's one, being able to do the stuff that I love to do when I was a kid, meet those people, take my friends to do stuff that they always wanted to do as kids. And then two, or I guess number three, if I learned how to count. Uh, number three is like being able to do stuff for people that I was a kid with. I'm a family, I'm a sister, like take care of her. Mm. That's awesome. And that wasn't really meant to be what this is. But when you said that, I'm like, yeah, that was special. It's really cool, man. One, it was really cool, but it was like special too. It was also like the Pebble Beach thing that we did. It was, so I get to go do it. I didn't even go take a caddy. Obviously, Eddie's the first person I call. Come caddy for me. But the whole point, the whole time, it's like, man, surely we're going to figure a way to get him to play. He played the whole time. Mm-hmm. It was the coolest thing to play. Go out there with my best friend and just play golf at these courses. Like, that, that's that been the real, people say, like, what's the best part about any sort of success? Um, that's it. And I have a nice car. <laughs> <laughs> that's a plus. That's a good too. I'm not gonna lie, that's pretty good. Because I didn't always be embarrassed of of being dropped off in a car. Uh, Kevin, your favorite. <laughs> For me overall, it would just be the interviews. And there's a few of them. We've had such a range of coaches to personalities. And there's some guys, you know, like a Rich Eisen or Colin Cowards that I've looked up to for years in this industry, in the sports industry. And I'm like, holy crap, these guys are on our show talking to you and like giving insight on the industry and talking about their life and their journey and all that. I thought those were my favorite part of the entire um, season. Mike? Well, since Eddie took the Cowboys one, my other cool experience was whenever we had Cowherd on and working tech on the phone with him, yeah. getting the Zoom interview set up. I'm talking to Colin Cowherd on the phone going through Zoom. He's like, let's figure this thing it out. It wasn't a producer. It was literally Colin and Mike going, 
why doesn't this work? I don't know. Can you hear me? <laughs> yeah, it's cool to like hear that human part of them. Adam. Man, there's been a lot. Uh, I have emailed a lot of athletic directors this fall. I've never, <laughs> never emailed an athletic director. Uh, that was fun. But I, the Dan Patrick interview, I think, was probably my favorite moment in the whole in the whole season. I, I really enjoyed just hearing him talk. He, even like your back and forth with him, your admiration for what he does. And then it, it felt like a really genuine conversation from a dude who really knows what he's doing as a legend. It was awesome. I loved it too. I think for me, the best part about it has been people agreeing to come on the show without having to beat them up because who knows on our show, I can get people to come on the, uh, on the Bobby Bone show because it's like we talk to 5 million people a day and our podcast does 15 million a month. So of course most people are going to say yes, cause they can use the promotion or use the relationship. But on this, who knows? But the fact that we're able to get guests, except for our coaches game, which we tried right in the middle of the season, but we got great guests and they said, yes, we couldn't believe it. So that was really cool. And, Gave some confidence and it just it's been it's been a heck of a run. It's been a heck of a run. So, uh, you all should applaud yourself. Nice job. Oh wow! Nice job, everybody. The forty-first yeah. whistle. Yes, there it is. Hey, and that's it this week, everybody. We'll see you. <laughs> all right, we're done <laughs> next year. We'll see you next. <laughs> okay, let's go over to the tittle tattle. It's time for the stupidest name ever. It's the tittle tattle. Is Aaron Rodgers going on a four-day darkness retreat the most Aaron Rodgers thing you've ever heard? I love it. It is the most Aaron Rodgers thing I've ever heard. It's more than any other Aaron Rodgers thing I've ever heard of all the Aaron Rodgers things. A darkness retreat. He it, goes in a room. He shuts the door. It's dark. There's a sl- uh, like a sl- little sli- sliding thing where they slide the food through like prison. It's basically solitary confinement that's where, where he that's does it. nothing but fo- – well, they do. They have light in solitaire. They Some, do? Yeah. Like the hole? Yeah, sometimes. But see, this is punishment in prison. Why is he trying to do this? Like for- What I believe he's doing is simplifying everything to focus. You eliminate all of any external communication, any external uh, noise, nuisance. It's not there. It cannot affect you. Bro, you can do that with light on. Like I, you I don't he- have to be in darkness. I hear like you. solitary confinement, like someone you. who's killed someone in prison. But what about us? I agree because I think it's awesome that he's doing it. I would <laughs> I never do it. it. I love it. I just I can't get enough Aaron Rodgers, even though I would never want to hang out with him. <laughs> but did you not talk to him in Pebble? Uh, quickly, briefly, did not. He was one of the only people that I did not spend time with. He would. There was only one person there that was rude. It wasn't Aaron Rodgers. But Aaron got there later, and then I just feel like he was smart enough to not be around everybody all the time because once media or people that weren't playing were allowed in, I just feel like people would have been up on him going, hey, what you going to do, man? You going to play? What you going to do? You going to take a picture? Let's record. I, I get why he wasn't readily available for hang. I think he maybe would have been if it wasn't, hey, I'm about to retire or not, because that's all anybody asked him. So – I think that the darkness, the four days of darkness is awesome. <laughs> this guy. I think, I like it when people do silent, like retreats. They go like a week and they don't say anything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's all that. It's all eliminating even things that you're doing to focus on what you should be thinking or how you should be living. And Aaron Rodgers, he is consistent. That's the one thing you can say about him. I don't care what kind of person you are. Like, if I ain't dealing with you, don't hurt animals, be good to kids. But people ask me a lot, like, when you deal with celebrities, is this person nice? Is this person not nice? Is this athlete? And I say, I don't really care about nice or not nice. I only care about consistency. Because if I know they're either super nice or they're nice but kind of shy, an example would be Carrie Underwood. Carrie's nice. But Carrie is pretty quiet and shy until you can really make her feel comfortable because I think she's under a spotlight everywhere she goes. And she naturally is just not the person that's going to walk into a room and take over the room. But I know her enough now, and she is consistently shy and quiet. But I know now I can go in and like she, so she's consistent. I don't need her to be life of the party. I just need to consistently know who she is so that way I can communicate with her. There are some, we'll just say celebrities, that I don't really like that much, but I can do pretty good with them on the air because they're consistent. And I know exactly how we can talk and make something that is fun for the listener to hear, it's compelling. And we're not going to be friends anyway. This show is, this is not friendship world. 
Sometimes it is, but um, but Aaron Rodgers is consistent, and I like that. He's consistent as his weird aff. And <laughs> let's go. I like it. I hope I hope he comes back and plays again. I do. I like the drama with him. Yeah, I, yeah. Oh, you well, don't. You don't. No, I do. I just. I was just gonna say totally separate subject here, but I don't think he'll retire the same year that Tom Brady retires. I agree, because the Hall of Fame would be all about Tom Brady. Exactly. Yes. And he does not want that. That's a great point that I did not think about. Yeah. So kudos to you. And that's absolutely accurate. Unless he's so Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. So yes. ah, I like it. Let's. I, I hope he comes back. And I don't think he'll play for Green Bay if he does come back. Agreed. But that's a big... There's just some money moving that's got to happen, some st- strategic money moving. Because the, they owe him a lot of money. Yeah. Okay, what, what else? Well, speaking of Tom Brady, Tom had Bill Belichick on his podcast this week, and he said that the Brady versus Belichick narrative in New England, completely false. Do you believe him? Yeah, for the most part. I mean, just with how humans, any any of us, we all have our d- different versions of our relationships through the years over time, and there are probably times when we have gotten along great, gotten along good. Now, they spent a lot of time together. So... Over the course of that, human nature is you're just not going to get along with some people. You're not going to get along with your wife sometimes, much less your coach who may have different philosophical decisions that your career is based off of. Like he's telling you what you need to do based on your career, but it also affects his. So do I think they ever had times where it wasn't? Yes. Do I think there was really this? No, I don't. But did they ever not get along? Of course. There have been times Eddie and I have gotten along. It's a bad 15 minutes of my life. But you know what? Yeah. It's a solid quarter hour of sadness. <laughs> it's mostly because I was late. To yeah, something. and I was like, yeah. dude, let's go. We were in New Orleans. Like, just drive off without uh, You always bring up New Orleans. <laughs> yeah, because we left. Eddie did not come out of the hotel. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> we had a Southwest flight. It was ready to go. We were not close to the airport. And I said, Eddie, if you're not here on time, we're leaving. We will leave you in New Orleans. He was not there. We took off. Boys, we hit bourbon hard the night before. <laughs> we left. So um, I, I don't believe that that was a constant part of their relationship or something that the Patriots were trying to hide. By the way, I saw Robert Kraft on the red carpet at the uh, Grammys. Oh, that's what? cool. I sure did. I forgot to tell you guys. I didn't really say or talk with him. I just said hi as he walked by. But Did he say hi back? Yeah, he just he nodded his head. <laughs> Love it. Did That's he say cool. he would let us come to uh, the owner's box next year with yeah. 25 whistles next year? I did get That's that sequel. in. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Say, I know Jerry. But, you, I mean, we should we, we probably do that next yeah. year. Like, find another one and just say Jerry let us. Yeah. <laughs> That's everything. I mean, really, yeah. That's how, That's it. Jerry said yes. It's all precedent-based. Everything is Supreme Court decisions. Absolutely. Precedent-based. <laughs> um, I, I don't think it was Brady versus Belichick as a constant – me versus him struggle in the locker room. I do think they probably had issues at times, mm-hmm. but we all every, it's human nature. Mm-hmm. All right, go ahead. Do you think Russell Wilson will buy into Sean Payton's new culture, saying that he will not allow Russell to have his coaches and people in his building? I think he has to. I think if Russ would have played better this season, he could have not bought in a little more. I think if Russ plays awesome next year, he could not buy in a little more. I think your leverage comes from your value. His value, not the same as what he's getting paid, his value not great right now. I do think he'll have a pretty good year next year. I do believe that he can still be a good quarterback. I think he'd be a top 15 quarterback. I mean, the Hackett year, not full year, the Hackett situation wasn't good for a lot of folks. It wasn't just Russ. There were a lot of time management. There were a lot of consistent issues with that Denver offense. But yes, Russ played terrible. Also, Russ was injured. And I don't want to stick up for him because he's a douche. But, or at least it that's seems right. like that. It seems that's like right. that. It seems like that because then that started to get highlighted, all the weird things he does. Yeah. Where you're like, I wouldn't want to hang out with that guy. But I think he will have to buy in. But the more success you get, the more leverage you have. Where are you working? On this job. When this show is killing it and my contract comes up, which happened a few years ago, my contract's coming up now. It is a situation uh, that we're, we, we work through. I was able to ask for things in my last deal that I wasn't able to ask the deal before because the show had grown to new levels. Now, if that were the case and it hadn't, we'd regressed or we were the same or, or I can't. It's just all about right place, right time. Is that the right value? I got a parking spot here in this garage. I'm basically the only one. You and are the only you are one. The, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I didn't feel bad about it because it was the one spot I had in that negotiation to ask for whatever. And they said no to a lot of stuff. And I was just throwing crap at the wall. I was like, and I'll take, I'll take the parking spot, the best one right there. 
And they were like, okay, can we, will, will this close the deal? And I was already ready to close the deal. If I, I mean, but I was like, it sure will. <laughs> <laughs> and so I've had, but I think Russ can get that parking spot with another solid to pretty good year. And then all of a sudden, some of the culture starts to be relaxed because the rest of the culture is great. I think Sean Payton's got to come in and reset that place and not give anybody the idea that you're better than the others. You think Sean Payton took the job because he saw hope in Russell Wilson or just because he wants to just get back in it? Both. I think there is hope in Russell Wilson, as weird as it is to say. And I wouldn't say I've been hard on him. We made fun of him because he's, he's an easy target. I'm an easy target. I get it. People make fun of me. He's an easy target. It's fun. But he's also... He won a Super Bowl. So he's also not 100. He should be fine. And I think there is some hope there. And Sean Payton's an offensive mastermind. Yeah. He did it with another short quarterback. <laughs> yeah, Drew Brees. Exactly. <laughs> and that, that's all that matters, how short you are. <laughs> that's everything. The weird thing about Denver, though, the owners, and that, that it's the Walmart people. That's right. And they've never done this before. And... You know, you just hear stories or you read stories or you like ownership to allow you to be the team that the the coach, maybe you have a little general manager and you like them to own and you like there to be a fine line, especially if that's, and maybe that was some of the agreed upon or maybe he just needed money. I don't know. But I think he really wanted to coach. He'd been out a while and he didn't leave disgraced or anything. Mm -mm. He left. Good. Adam's your mic work. Yes. Okay, good. Make sure. <laughs> I saw Adam's mouth move, but I didn't hear anything. I was like, well, no, I'm, I'm short-circuiting. All right, go ahead. Next one. All right, going to the Super Bowl now. Would a win this Sunday mean more to Jalen Hurts' story and career or Patrick Mahomes'? Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes has the ability. And you guys can whistle me, blow me out if you want. Um, I'm good. Patrick Mahomes, he wins the Super Bowl. He's in the conversation to be in the conversation for the next GOAT. Now, remember, GOAT doesn't mean what it used to mean. GOAT used to just mean simply the greatest of all time. There's only one. But it's not. Now GOAT means you're just really, really good, one of the best right now. People put GOAT up on my Instagrams. I'll post something and be like, GOAT. Then we got to take that all time out, though. <laughs> I know, yes. but that just, all time means all time. You're right, but really I'm saying goat. that chain, that, that, to say GOAT. So should it be like G-O-R-T? Gort? Gorn. Yeah, Gort. Greatest, great, of, greatest, right, of, greatest right of right now. No, that's oh, Gorn. right time. Gorn. First Gorn. of all, we should make it as you spell. Learn to spell. <laughs> Dang it. Gorn. 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 No, listen, it just... It, <laughs> sounds so dumb. It ha the meaning of goat and how it's used has shifted a bit. And now the greatest of all time right now, parentheses right now, it, it, right, Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the yes. NFL. Mm -hmm. Yes. There are a couple guys that if they had a couple really good seasons could take him over. Heck, we were talking about if Burrow had beaten him. And won a Super Bowl would burn. And if you're already talking about somebody up in that mix, it's close. That race is close. If Mahomes wins this, he's the next goat. He's the next. He has the next opportunity to be the next goat. He has the next opportunity to be the next best player of the generation. And he's already in the lead right now. And he's got a two, two pace car lead, two paces. But if he wins this, it's massive. I mean, he is going to be a generational player, not just somebody who plays as good as anybody in the generation. And there's a difference. If Jalen Hurts wins, it's really cool. It's a great story. Here's a guy who came, lost a starting job in college, stayed, stayed as a backup. Didn't say a word. Stayed as a backup. Crazy. Stayed. Are you kidding me? Sometimes I want to leave here if Mike messes up the audio level. And he wanted to stay <laughs> even as he was a backup. And people just kept talking about what a leader he was, what a great guy he was. Transfers to Oklahoma. Crushes it. Yeah. Balls Doesn't out. even play at the level in college that he's playing at now. Has become a better quarterback. Has a, is more elite at his skill set in the NFL than he was in college against better people. So I do think both stories are really cool. But I think with Patrick Mahomes, this is a generational player. And to be that generational player, you got to do a couple of generational things. And he'll probably need to win like four or five Super Bowls. Mahomes, yeah. 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 Anybody want to disagree? You can. Yeah. How about it? All right. Go I'm going to say I, I agree with all that, but at the same time, Patrick Mahomes is the next GOAT. He's going to be here again. You can't just win one Super Bowl, though, and you don't know that. I, 
he's been what five straight AFC championships. I yeah, how many Super Bowls he, he won? He's gonna make it to the, I, one. Yeah, but what? he's gonna be back here again. And I don't know if Jalen Hurts will. And I think if Jalen Hurts wins this, then you're like, wow, remember Jalen Hurts, that great story, this and that. But it's and he. But if he loses, you'd be like, remember when Jalen Hurts almost won the Super Bowl? Remember when Jalen Hurts almost had the great story? There's validity to what you're saying. I just think Patrick Mahomes needs to win four, four, five, and it's really going to be really hard to do with Burrow, with Josh Allen, with the crop of young, new young quarterbacks. It's going to be hard to win four or five, much less seven. Yeah. And if he can do it on an ankle, a bad ankle, mm-hmm. here's the thing. Let's say he plays this game and his ankle's not hurting. Just follow me here. I'm going to create a little fictional tale. Okay. Let's say he goes out. He's having it, having a, having a day. His ankle's feeling actually pretty good. They've rehabbed it. In two, lo- he, in two weeks. He's loving life, actually. He's actually working harder on that ankle than he's ever worked before. Putting extra pressure on it just to see. <laughs> <laughs> he's hopping on one yeah. leg. <laughs> so about the fourth quarter, two or three minutes left, when Kansas City has it in hand, if it were me, I'd start limping. Oh. To make people feel like, <laughs> wow, what, yes. a, what a trooper. Like an MJ flu, flu game. I'd be, exactly. I'd be dragging That's my so ankle. you. I'd be dragging that ankle. Yeah. Matter of fact, I would have shot some footage before the game of how bad my ankle was, even though it wasn't, to put out afterward and then giving it to somebody. I'd have been limping around. Hey, Eddie, film me limping around the locker room. And then <laughs> if we would have won, I'd say, okay, Eddie, take this, get this over to this person, have them uh, slide it out. That's how generational play. But again, that's how... The, the great stories are people overcoming great things. The bloody sock. They, that's Kurt right. Schilling. Kurt Schilling. Bloody sock. You know what happened? A pimple popped. But you know what they told us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we, that's, that's what's up. We need to send this to his PR people. We love stories. I say that we love, we love narratives. We love stories. We follow stories. We watch movies. We watch TV shows, Netflix. That, that's all sports is, too. That's it true. really is. Yeah. So, oh, I mean, my ankle hurts right now. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, why wait till the fourth quarter? Why not just Well, like, because you can't then, because it may actually affect your playing. Uh, no, like and, and after, also, you, no, no, after you make the touchdown, after you throw the touchdown pass. Oh, oh, oh I hear you, but then when you're not doing it again, next they series, catch you. <laughs> yeah, it's like you got to keep up with it. And, oh, that's, yeah. and that's why, honestly, and I've said this before, I don't think I'm this guy who's above embellishing or lying for entertainment. But my problem is between the radio show, hours a day, this thing, the Bobby cast, any t- if I lie, I can't remember it. Therefore, I try my hardest not to embellish or lie because I won't remember it. I'll be somewhere and they'll ask me a question. And if I lied, I don't know. So I just always have to go back to what kind of really happened. And so that's, I would forget the ankle. I'd, I'd start hobbling on it in the first quarter. Forget about it. <laughs> yeah. And then they'd have all this footage of me running around all like a deer. You'd be all over TikTok. Be like, yeah. ah, see, there's a guy being like, yeah, see, look at him. He's not hopping there. Exactly. But he was hopping there. Sus. I, this game's going to be fun. This game's going to be fun. Yeah, consistency. 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 Always be consistent at having your story ready. Yeah, <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, do you think the Super Bowl experience of Reed Mahomes will give them the upper hand on Sunday? Yeah. I would imagine going into a Super Bowl in the two weeks prior and the media and the questions and the, and the media days and the city. and uh, Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, that's fun. That's uh, big eyes. And yeah, sure, you try to focus as much as you can, but this is not something that's common. But I would say it's not even Super Bowl. Let's say your first NCAA tournament. Let's say your first, anytime you do something for the first time, there are different parts of you that are so excited and you can be as professional as possible, but it's still super cool and it's not normal. And you want to be in the most normal baseline spot ever to make the decisions that you can make while playing the game because it's all muscle memory. You want to get it back to muscle memory. You want to get it back to things happening naturally. Yeah. What's not natural is a new environment that's super exciting. It'll be awesome. So yes, will it help? Yeah, because they've been there. They know what to expect. They know the half hour halftime, which usually it's or forty minutes, and usually it's it's half of that. And your whole career, you've done half, and it's like you know your body's ready. You go down, you get Gatorade, you have your orange slice. You know, you talk about the pizza party after the game, <laughs> and then you go back out. But I, yes, it will help, and. I don't know. Let me look at the line now. Somebody, will you pull that up, somebody? But I'm still, I'm still all on the Chiefs. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't think it's changed. Last one. In honor of the Super Bowl, what is your go-to Super Bowl snack? You know, that's tough. Because I don't have a go-to. I love chicken wings. Yeah. Like, love them. Yeah, me too, man. God, I love them. You regular buffalo or are you like lemon pepper, teriyaki? I like to mix it up. I, no, not teriyaki. Teriyaki is too Asian for me. Barbecue sauce? Like, I don't like my chicken wings to be... I like my Chinese food Asian. Sure. I like my sushi. 
My chicken wings, though, not teriyaki, not for me. I like, I like them kind of, kind of hot, but not so hot. So medium buffalo. Yeah, and then I like the blue cheese, and I like the ranch. And sometimes I don't like to know which one's which, and it surprised me. <laughs> okay. You know, order like twenty four wings, four different sets of six. Put them in a bowl, mix them. <laughs> and so then I don't even know then. There's a little bit of each on each. And then surprise me with the white, you know? Mm-hmm. But probably chicken wings. Eddie? Oh, man. I like, of course, chicken wings. But I like ruffles and uh, ranch dip. But this is like where you go to the salad dressing aisle and you get the powder ranch. And then you get a pint of sour cream. Dang. Put that powder in there. Uh, Walter mix White it over up. here. God dang, dude. No, yeah, dude. you're in a Winnebago. Golly. And then you dip that ruffle. It's delicious. That sounds almost as good as meth. Wow. <laughs> it's methed up. Kevin? <laughs> chips and salsa, chips and guac. Either one is good with me. You cannot go wrong with that. Adam? Absurd amount of guacamole. I like to smoke uh, smoke, whoa, 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 <laughs> smoke pork butt. <laughs> Just smoke pork butt, smoke some chickens, and uh, have, a, have a big hang at the house. <laughs> I like to smoke meats. There you go. There you go. It is the Eagles minus one and a half still. So, yeah. right. hey, load up on the Chiefs. Okay. Fill your pockets with smiles. You're right though about this whole like experience thing because I was watching the Bledsoe Tom Brady uh, it was a like thirty for thirty I think, and Brady comes out talking about when it was his first Super Bowl when he had to take over for Bledsoe. And he said he didn't realize how nervous he was going to be leading up those two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. I mean, that's a big deal for yeah, Jalen and the Eagles. I mean, I, my, my second book is called Fail Until You Don't. A big part of it is just getting in there and starting because it's probably going to work outright the first time. But, God, you learn so much through just being there. Mm-hmm. So when the second time you do get in the mix, you're like, oh, I already know what's, what, what's going to happen here, Like at least how it's going to feel. Now I just got to work on me. Because when I hit those golf balls on TV, I never done My heart was beating fast. So fast. And if I did it again, I think it would be a little easier for me. Yeah. I don't know the cameras, but the people were yelling. Somebody yelled, Jake from State Farm. It was a whole thing. I was like, humiliated. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tittle Tattle, Mike. That's it. Coming up, Coach Mike Norvell, or as I call him, Mike Norvell. <laughs> Uh, from Florida State. A reminder, 25 Whistles presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings app and use the code Bobby Sports to get in on the action. Parlay of the week this week, Chiefs plus one and a half. Over 50.5. And Travis Kelsey, anytime score. I like that one. That's your three. Oh, God dang. <laughs> the oh, only time I Eddie's, said that. The I only time Eddie's that. ever oh. just voluntarily been like, that's a good one. It like lost to me. Like all three oh. lost as soon as the game started, which wasn't even possible. It was like these three games are going to happen and win. And he's like, I like that. And as soon as the game started, LLL. I don't even know how they all lost in the first one second. <laughs> but there you go. Mike, is there any way they can move our 25 was Because on the top, on the day of the game, there's all the, mm-hmm. the, the parlays. But they always put ours at the far right, and I got to scroll all the way over to get there. I'm going to ask them. Just tell them for, for my sake, top five. Okay, top five. Man. You want to get in on this 25 Whistles Parlay? Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook. It's my favorite app. New users use the code Bobby Sports when you download the app. 21 and up in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. See show notes for full details. Hmm, where do we go? We can talk about the NBA trades real quick, which, by the way, when last night I saw the Lakers trade, I was like, dang, okay, I like it. I like what I'm seeing here. I like, I'd like. i love to see LeBron win again. I'd love to see Tom Brady win. And I wasn't a Pat fa- Pats fan. And it's not like, I mean, I'm jealous of everything about Tom Brady, so I shouldn't. But i love to see greatness because we don't, we have like one at a time for 10, 15, 20 years yeah. of real greatness. I did root against Michael Jordan a little bit because I was so jealous. But then as, when I got a little older, I was like, why am I doing this? I get to see Michael Jordan. But and then I also told myself, "You're 11. How are you having this conversation? You're really smart." Yeah, that's crazy. Self awareness. Yeah, I was just like, "Wow, it's pretty cool." Was that an underdog thing? You just you loved underdogs. Oh, yeah, that's why I didn't like the point, Cowboys Adam. as a kid. Yeah, even though everybody around me loved the Cowboys, I couldn't do it because they won, mm-hmm. and I could never have a new team that won. That's right. Oh, I'm on the couch. Invoice <laughs> yeah. me, therapist. Good one, Adam. <laughs> but you're right. I can't I, have a. I had the same thing. My mom always raised me to love underdogs, except we love the Cowboys. 
but she loved him hey, through the terrible years sound, too. Hey, doesn't sound very underdoggy to me, does it? <laughs> That's a great, great question, great point. Uh, so the Lakers trade Westbrook, who I there was no chance he was playing another game with the Lakers after the game where LeBron broke the scoring tie. There was a one certain play, and I haven't seen anybody talk about it, and I could be an idiot, but I do. I've really started watching a lot of NBA basketball this year. League Pass, Wallop at Madden, or work. Just put a, just go find a game. It's awesome. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a little too ISO for me all the time because I love college basketball, but the athleticism is just insane. And also, they got to shoot quick because I watch all college all the time. NBA is like, run, shoot, run, shoot, run, yeah. shoot, because it's shot clock. I think the shot clock's two seconds now. <laughs> They've got it way down. So I stayed up and watched LeBron. After Arkansas beat Kentucky, it's like, let's go. LeBron, LeBron breaks the record. What's funny is the, the guy guarding him from the Thunder didn't even put his arm up. No. I think everybody was just kind of like, Let him let's do go, it. let's yeah. do it. And you know what? That would have been a cool video to be LeBron's final point. Like, I, you don't want to be a home run. You give up somebody's 500th. Or, but I don't mind getting scored on by LeBron, no. a jumper, because that video will last forever of him scoring that point probably. And I was, and people are like, "Ooh, how would you like to be? Ooh, you're posterized. You're me. You're me. My no, that's, that one's awesome. That's yeah. the freaking LeBron. There's a picture of Jalen Williams. There's two Jalen Williams on the Thunder. The Jalen I know is from Arkansas, second round pick, had 14 points last night, seven rebounds. Yeah, he did. He's actually playing well. Can't I love it for him. And it's a guy who's kind of a tweener on the outside. He's playing a five and a four, but he's like six nine, six ten. His three. So and Jalen and I talk a little bit. Just love the guy. And there's a picture of him standing next to LeBron on the free throw line. It's so cool. Imagine that. Yeah. Jalen's 21, 22. LeBron's been in the league for almost that long. So his. Yes. Yeah. And he's yeah. standing next that, to LeBron. That's like a. That's so. I was so happy that he just st- was there for that picture. He took a big charge from LeBron in that game. He too. did. That, that yeah. kind of was like a late too. game. My point on, on Russ was he made a pass when LeBron. There were, was a break. I, I swear to God, he didn't even try to. He threw it out of bounds. <laughs> I swear. I, I mean. It was such a bad pass. He just threw it out of bounds. And I was like, ooh. I was like, he can't ever. He got in a yelling fight with the coach after the game. Uh, one of the backup, Ham, backup <laughs> coaches. Or uh, one head of the coach. assistant coaches. But it was a full, Darvin, oh, was it? Yeah, Darvin Ham. Oh, yeah. He's the head, he's the head coach now. Yeah, they got rid of the Pat other Riley. It's still, actually LeBron James. I was still <laughs> thinking it was Pat Riley <laughs> yeah. over there. Yeah. Bill Jackson. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so the breakdown. The Lakers get D'Angelo Russell, who used to be a Laker. I believe Russell was drafted second overall. Like, I don't know what year it is anymore. Maybe 15. I, I, this is not me looking at any sheet. But he was second overall. And he's been on a bunch of teams playing really well. Malik Beasley, Jared Vanderbilt, Minnesota got Conley, who's older, but still averaging 10 a game. Mm-hmm. And he's averaging seven or eight assists a game. And if I'm not right on this, don't fact check me, but I'm just making, I'm just saying what I think I know. I'm, this is not, these dat, this data is me just going from my brain, okay? Because I just know what happens here. Two things happen. One, I say it wrong, and our listeners to this show go, hey, you weren't right about that. Two, the sore losers guys that hate me message me and go, you're a freaking idiot and I hate you and I hope you die and this is why you were wrong. Oh boy. And I'm like, sore loser Chris, I don't even know who you are, dude. <laughs> so leave me alone. Um, Utah got Westbrook. His contract's expiring in a way. He'll be a free agent at the end of this year. He's made a whole lot of money. They got a first. But anyway, it's a great, great trade for the Lakers. They just gave up a slightly protected first round. You know, so yeah. good for the Lakers. I hope they win. Yeah, I mean, it made them better. I don't know if it'll make them anything great, but it I made don't them know. better. They need a shooter. Yeah. They need, they a, need shooter. a shooter. D'Angelo exactly. Russell shoots almost 40% from three. They need for a shooter. Sure. Jared Vanderbilt is solid when it comes to playing that four, that three and a half, four, four and a half. Jared Vanderbilt, off the bench probably, yeah. I was going to ask you one question. Did you guys see the video of AD sitting on the bench when LeBron hit that shot? Um, he was not. Just, just your thoughts. I, there are a lot of thoughts that I did. And I've watched AD play a lot this year. He doesn't... I'm surprised they didn't even think about trading him. But they can't. They First of all, they couldn't trade LeBron because of his extension. You can't trade somebody six months out of a uh, extension, period, NBA bylaws. AD is so good, but he's always hurt. But yes, I do feel like he wasn't loving it. And even if you don't love it, you got to act like you do because cameras are everywhere. Yeah. That's what I, that's what I felt about that. He thought he was that. hidden, too, because yeah. he was behind everyone, but he wasn't. That's that's what I thought about. <laughs> he we, could see, we could see him. You just got to felt seen all the time yeah. when you're that. 
So I, I like that trade for the Lakers. Now, if we're going to the Suns, holy crap. Woo. All of a sudden, I look online. Kevin Durant gets traded to the Suns. Well, you got a content. Game changer. But yep. Now you got two teams in the West. Yep. And the Suns were already really good, but they weren't. I don't think they were going to win it with what they had. But Kevin Durant going from the Nets to the Suns. And we can go through all the crap they got, but they got four first-round picks the Nets did, which is wild. 23, 25, 27, and 29. A 28-pick swap, which means they'll get the better of the two. I'm assuming that's the swap, the better of the two, not the worst of the two. Yeah. But what, I mean, Kyrie is gone to Dallas, which he put up on Wednesday night 24, I think, in his first game back, and they won. Mm-hmm. It'd be fun to see that dynamic between him and Luka because they're both scorers. How were they playing together that game? I, I watched... I, Clips. I don't think Luca played. Oh, is that what it was? I saw yeah, some highlights I watched clips, so I had nothing to Luke say was on, on the bench and street clothes. Okay, got, got it. it. That makes sense to me then too, because all the clips I saw was Kyrie and he'd put up twenty four. Yeah, and I was like, well, this will be interesting. Yeah, I didn't see that game. Oh, I'm glad I didn't say I saw the game. I was just like, I didn't. I saw clips of Kyrie. Yeah. Um. So Durant's under contract for three more years, which is good for Phoenix as well. Yeah. Because Durant is, if it wasn't for LeBron. Durant will be that guy of this generation. Yeah. Now we're moving over to the Giannis. Sure. But mostly we're moving over to possibly Tatum. No. <laughs> Tatum's Giannis. <laughs> I knew you go Boston. Uh, Luca. Luca. Yeah. I mean, I think Luca can be A A A A list. Yeah. But it's a really great trade. I love it for the Suns. They are a contender now for the next couple of years. Devin Booker. Yeah. Kevin Durant. Chris Paul, who's 100 and still is playing a heck <laughs> Solid, dude. Quick thing about DraftKings real quick. Uh, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of Super Bowl 57. I want to mention it again because this is where you got to get you got to get on. They have all the Super Bowl action you need. New customers can bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets instantly. All customers can get in on the Super Bowl 57 excitement with DraftKings. Happy hour. Super boost. Check out the DraftKings Sportsbook app every day between 6 p.m. and 9 p.m. Eastern. See what prop bet will be boosted because... I feel like uh, I'll get to this after we talk about it. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use the code Bobby Sports. New customers can bet five dollars on the Super Bowl. Man, here we are, Super Bowl Fifty Seven. I'm glad they're not always using those dang numerals, though. <laughs> you hard to read or what? Well, they write they write out for me Super Bowl Fifty Seven. <laughs> yeah. Man, when they numeral it up, sometimes I just I'm scared to even say it, even if I think I know it. Give me that X. I know where we're at. Gee, what are you learning Latin here? Just give me the number. Get 200 in free and bonus bets instantly. That's right. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code Bobby Sports. 21 and up. Most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Gambling problem. 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Void in Ohio. See show notes for details. Mike, can we load this today? Um, I think it will be more advantageous so people know about the DraftKings happy hour thing as well. Yeah, we can load it today. Let's just load it this Thursday when we were cut. Let's just load it today because I think people, more people would bet that too because that's what we're doing. We want people to go to DraftKings Sportsbook. And if they're like, hey, check in every day. Six, There's not many days if we load on a Friday. Load it today. Hey, that's a guy that makes decisions right there. Easy. <laughs> when I met that guy, wouldn't make a single decision. And now look at him. Can't stop making decisions. <laughs> and they said the request is in for a top five placement on the parlay. Boom, that's how we do it. Let's go over to Adam with Adam Stats. Super Bowl edition of Adam Stats. We're going to dive in here with the Eagles and the Chiefs. Y'all might not know this. The Eagles and the Chiefs have only ever met nine times, which seems like not a lot for two long-standing NFL franchises. I mean, the league's been, you know, the sure. league's what, six, 60, 70 years old? I, I don't know. know that I would have even thought about it. It's almost like interleague playing baseball where that used to be oh, wow, the Yankees are actually going to play the Cubs. But then once they started playing across, you don't think about it. But nine times is low. I feel like that's low. Yeah, it's pretty low. Yeah. Yeah. But um, this week, everybody's talking about, you know, Mahomes in the offense, Hurts in the offense. Uh, I think I really think the defense is going to be the story of the game. Who's going to get the clutch stop? Who's going to get the clutch turnover? Who's going to play complimentary football? We'll start with the Chiefs side of the ball. 33 that's the number of receiving touchdowns the Chiefs have given up this season. That's good for dead last in the NFL. Can I say this, yeesh, though? Because that me. is a great stat. Tell me. And that's such a good stat, and here's why it's not a yeesh. What? I just yeesh. I know, but Adam brought up a great number. stat, and I love that number. But let me tell you, they're always throwing from behind. That's true. 
whenever a team has to score a bunch of points and chunk constantly, what do you think is going to happen? You're going to have a bunch of running touchdowns where they're jamming the clock? No, they, that's the only way people can score. That's true. That's true. But yeesh, the, stick that yeesh in your pocket. So they're dead last in the league. They're they're dead last in the league. Yeesh. I, I, I had that I had that same thought, Bobby. But then but then their their average margin of victory is still only seven points. So that's because teams come back on them at the end and they don't even care anymore. Maybe, maybe so. Maybe hey. so. I just thought I thought that was I thought yeesh. that was an interesting one. Um, and but are they going to be able to keep the Eagles out of the end zone? That's a that's the question. They going to keep AJ Brown out of the end zone. Goddard out of the end zone. Um, go to the Eagles side. Seventy. That's how many freaking sacks the Eagles have this year. Um, that's <laughs> insane. That's insane. That's, that's a lot. A of, lot. That's a lot of sacks. Uh, that's that's, fi- that's fifteen. <laughs> that's fifteen more than the second uh, second most. Guess who has the second most? The Chiefs Jeez. with fifty five. And why? Oh, because other teams are throwing the whole time. <laughs> exactly. They just get to pin their ears back and go after them. And let me say two names. Well, one. Well, I guess they both could be first names. Jordan Davis. D- He's Jordan? not here this week. Yeah, my friend Jordan Davis. <laughs> Jordan? Yeah. Like singles you up? That's it. That's the name I wanted to say. Shout him out. All right. There you go. Told him I'd shout him out, and I forgot until just then, actually. And then I was like, I should fit this into something. Okay. Go ahead. Yeah, but it's, it's just going to be interesting to see. Can the Eagles get after Mahomes on that on that uh, bum ankle? Uh, we'll see how bum it is. Uh, it, it's going to be interesting. But we're forgetting with our minds that we use all the time that the Eagles... Have an injured quarterback too. Uh, that's true. He wasn't hopping. Yeah, he wouldn't. He wasn't hopping too hard in that in that first. Because it's a shoulder. <laughs> you don't hop on a shoulder. <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> I don't think Hurts is all the way healthy either. Okay. Okay. Oh, anyway, man. go ahead. Um, two minutes. Okay, this, this is the last one. Two minutes. That's the over under on Chris Stapleton's national anthem prop bet. Uh, they're betting on will Chris Stapleton go longer or shorter than two minutes in the national anthem, which I'm so stoked about seeing him play the national anthem. That's going to be awesome. Um, y'all got a favorite Super Bowl prop bet? Yes, my prop bet is. <sighs> what did I bet? I found a good one. You've already bet it? Oh, I remember. And you guys have never heard of this one. Tails. Oh. Tails never fails. Tails never fails. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's one of those. It's tough to find. Wow. <laughs> No, I, I don't have Super Bowl prop bet. No? Nah. Eddie, you? I just no, any prop bets? no, I mean, I like the color of the Gatorade, but I mean, they never show it on TV, so. And there's Gatorade <laughs> flying everywhere, so then you're trying to figure out which one it is. I hate it. All right, Adam. That's it. Thank you, buddy. Adam Stats. Uh, uh, Adam Stats. That's it, Adam Stats. He's got those stats for you. All right, let's go over to Coach Norville. Coach Norvell. Oh, boy. Hey, it could be either. Actually, he told me it wasn't either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Head football coach of Florida State University. Coach, how are you? I'm good. How about yourself? Hey, good. Let me ask you. Uh, it's got a couple of dumb guy questions. I was talking to the guys here, which I came to the bowl game when you guys played Oklahoma. Um, and so I was saying, hey, we're going to get Coach Norvell on. And they were like, no, it's Norvell. I said, well, I'm from Arkansas. We would say Norvell. How do you say your last name? Norvell. And I I played I played college ball at Central Arkansas, so I lived with that. And did everybody go, "Hey, Norval"? <laughs> it happens from time to time. Yeah. And I I, I married an Arkansan, so uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the life you live. Yeah, it's the accent. So first of all, congratulations. Um, when I went down, my wife is a Sooner, and my friend Jake Owen, who's a, a singer, we went down together. Who's a big Florida State guy. We went down to that game, all of us, and we sat with the athletic director from Florida State, and everybody, it was awesome. Like a really great time. What I took away from that game is how fortunate it must be to be a head coach and have a ball game where it feels like a home game. It was, it was, it was like a home football game. It was crazy. Yeah, I definitely, uh, definitely enjoyed that uh, that uh, experience, and uh, it was good to have good to have the crowd there behind you. When you live in Florida. Everybody else wants to come to Florida, so I guess all the warm stuff happens near you. And can you like push for a bowl game in your home state? Is that because that seems like the greatest thing is to have everything stay nearby as other teams are flying all the way across the country? Uh, it was a it was a fun experience for us because you know obviously it's still three hours away, and so I mean for our guys you know, they get they get a chance to uh, to enjoy the whole week of experience, but then it's it it's also wonderful knowing you're not having to get on a plane, you're not having to go and and do all the the things logistically, it was fun for the families and, you know, and obviously our fan base, it's, it was a great turnout. So uh, I'll, yeah, sign, sign me up for those as, as often as possible. All the binders behind you. What, what, what's, 
that? Like, what is that? Why so many binders? What are we trying to, what's broken? <laughs> uh, there's, there's uh, just a, a lot of different, different parts of the program with information. So I, 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 it just reminds me right now being on this and I need to clean all that up. But well, uh, I bought a house the first time and I was like, I can't believe I had to sign all these papers. It was just the first time I bought a house. I didn't even know what I was signing, but at the end they give you this thing and a, and I never even looked at the book again, but you have like eight of them behind you that has to do with football is that plays? Is it people? Some can- of it is plays. Uh, you know, I do a, I do each year. I have a full year binder and itinerary and you know, things of expectation calendars, player profiles, you know, things that get added throughout the, uh, throughout the off season and just growth development. You know, it's, I've got a lot of different departments that we work, we work with. So I like to have everything centralized as much as possible and, can do most of it probably digitally, but uh, which we have, but my still, there's still something to you know, be able to have a hard copy. How many phone numbers do you have? Uh, no telling. Because yeah. there's just so many people no. that have got to get a hold of you, and in so many, and for so many different reasons. And I mean that in the way of like, you can't just have one line. I mean, you would go oh, crazy. How many different, yeah. How many phone numbers? Like how many personal phones? Yeah, do have? you have to have more than oh, one. Oh yeah, I've got, I've got, I've got three. Like the uh, three different numbers that. I've got one office and then, you know, two different, uh, your personal cell phone and then a, a work phone. So can you imagine, I, do you get people hitting you up for tickets specifically? Cause I get people coming to me for things. <laughs> if it's like concert tickets or even game tickets and I haven't talked to in years coach. And I don't, and all of a sudden they're my best friend again, or my cousin. And they're like, Hey, sure. What does that happen at your level too? being the head coach of Florida state where somehow somebody gets your numbers? Like, Hey, can I get some tickets? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I have, uh, there's, there's, uh, the timing of the ask is what's pretty impressive. Like I, I might've been for the bowl game, actually somebody on game day, um, text me like as we're on the bus going to, Hey, can I get, can I get a couple tickets for the game? I mean, the nerve of somebody just to ask anyway, like the nerve is, that is wild. I, um, I tried, I tried to pride myself in responding to most things, but I, I definitely did not respond in that, uh, that text there before kickoff. So. After you have such a, I would say last season was a really successful season for you guys, especially how you ended it, you know, uh, 10 and three, I believe. So you finished the year, when you try to replicate that, like w- going into next year, what's strong about Florida State where you think, hey, we can not only do that, have another 10-win season, but possibly do even better? Yeah, you want to see you want to see consistent growth, and uh, that's been a big part of, of you know, the things that we've done, you know, from coming in day one to you kind of establishing the foundation of, of who we were and, you know, what we were going to do and, you know, kind of the, the steps that were necessary moving forward. And so it's, it's, it's fun seeing that, uh, you you know, kind of take hold and, you know, the way that our, our players, our coaches, uh, you know, really all, all areas of our program that have, uh, that have improved uh, to allow us to, to have the season we had this last year. And, you know, there were still, you know, there were still things that showed up uh, you throughout that journey that we have to get better at. And uh, you know, now it's, now it's the, you know, even being that much further along in the, the finer details, you know, the, the consistency of our actions, though, the way that we respond uh, through all situations that, you know, hopefully we can eliminate the three and continue to get better. And your last six years there, I think you've had close to 20 kids that have been drafted in the NFL. How important is that when you're talking to kids that are thinking about coming into your program? Do they want to know that you've put out players before, or do they want to know that you got a cool hangout room? Like what's important? No, I mean, I, I think it's it's all, you know, and one of the things that we we talk about is that that all inclusive experience, uh, you know, when you're when you're a, a high school player or a college transfer that's looking to to make their choice, you know, what what is it about Florida State that's going to help them achieve in all areas of their life on the field, off the field classroom, you know, setting themselves up for for who they want to be and, and ultimately what they want to do. And, you know, all these guys want to play in the NFL. You know, if they if they don't, I really don't want them here. Uh, you know, we want we want guys that have that passion and, and desire. But, uh, you know, it's also, you know, guys that, uh, you know, the who they are, building the man, building the the experiences of who they get to do it with, what they get to represent. And, you know, we're at a special place, you know, you you saw the bowl game. You see the the the, the passion, the you know the pageantry of uh, being a, a Florida State Seminole, the great tradition, the great legacy. You know all the relationships. That's what makes this place uh, very unique. And uh, you know I I love 
all different parts of it. But yes, being able to say, you know, to, to look at a track record of, you know, people that we've coached, whether it's myself or guys on our staff that, uh, you know, guys that have been able to go and live out that dream and uh, you're achieving at a high level, you know, not just getting to the NFL, but having success when, when they do arrive. So when you were running the offensive pit, even co-offensive coordinator, and you're an offensive guy, and I wonder how important it is for you to, to keep learning or if you do with the defense now. So, Offensive head coach, obviously great at running an offense, but how much do you really know about defense? Because you played offense, but now you've also got to bring in people that you trust. Do you constantly ask questions and want to learn about what they're thinking? Is it a crash defensive course you take if, or the other way, let's say if you're a defensive coach, like how is it as a head coach when it's not your expertise that you have to trust to bring in someone to make it theirs? I just feel like that would be a really tough dynamic. Well, I mean, for for you know my background, I I I was a I worked under a, a defensive minded head coach and a guy that was defensive coordinator and, and Todd Graham for nine years, and I think that a lot of the things we do offensively, you know, really came from you know just conversations that we would have and being able to kind of get a better understanding on on both sides of the ball of you know you know, what gives defenses challenge, you know, challenges and, you know, you know, obviously things that uh, you look to be able to take away or gain an advantage on, on both sides of the ball. So, uh, you know, I definitely have, um, you know, I try to have a big picture approach to, to all things of what we want to, what we want to look like, you know, defensively, how we want to attack, uh, you know, the, there's, there's certain things just fundamentally day to day that, you know, obviously each coach is going to bring their own, um, you know, unique perspective too, and, and, and how to make that, you know, how to get that accomplished. And that's what, uh, yeah, that's what I love about this profession and just the job that it has. But, uh, you know, I, I, I try to have a, uh, you know, a big picture approach to our entire program and, uh, you know, been able to hire some great coaches that, uh, that are able to implement that. I just want like a book, like defense for dummies for me, like, cause I, cause you're obviously an expert and a great head coach and I followed you at Memphis as well. And, if it were me and I was so good at one thing, I would just keep doing what I was celebrated at. And I probably wouldn't even know there was a defensive part of the game. I'd probably just only do offense, <laughs> not even know there was defense happening. And then I'm like, oh crap, now I'm the head coach. I need defense for dummies, but not, that's why he's the head coach. And that's why I'm over here doing this, I guess, apparently. <laughs> I can um, tell you one of the, one of the fun things uh, when you're, when you, when you're an, even when you're an offensive coordinator, one of the, one of the best things when you have a good defense, it makes everything in life so much better. So, uh, you know, good defense, you know, great special teams. I mean, it's, you know, we, we take a, a lot of pride and try to be a well-rounded uh, program. Question about Tallahassee. So my friend, Eddie, who is sitting over there, there's Eddie, show yourself. Please. Yep. Hey coach. So Eddie and I played a show at uh, the football stadium in Tallahassee. We, that we went and played and thousands of people came and watched us play music and it was a great time. Now, this is where the question for you matters, Coach, because we're the same age. After we finished our show, we're adult men, and at the time I was probably like 34, 35, they decided to go to the sorority and fraternity houses. Mm -hmm. Now, Coach, there are men in their 30s, and I felt like that was probably not the move even after we played a, a show to thousands of people on campus. But they wanted the <laughs> campus experience. How do you feel about that night, Coach? Well, here's the deal, Coach, oh, real oh. quick. It was parents' weekend, so I thought that would help a little bit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Eddie, keep, uh, keep telling yourself that, brother. Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, pro probably not the move, right, Coach? You just stay like a, where the adults are, right? I, I can, I, you know, in defense of Eddie, there's probably you know, quite a few people that would enjoy that experience at, at a, of that age group, but to probably not the right, probably not the right play. That's all, that's all I wanted to hear. That's all, that's all that's I wanted. Right. That's all that's I wanted, right. Coach. Coach, do you? And we I'll, I'll have like a few more minutes with you because I'm gonna let you get on. But I was watching LeBron last night when he sets the record for all-time points scored, and it's super cool. And I stayed up, and that was an LA game, and I wake up early. But are you still in tune with the? I want to say the pop culture of sports, meaning. The NBA, did you watch the LeBron moment? Will you watch the Super Bowl? Will you watch any of the NBA playoffs? Or are you so hyper-focused on Florida State that it's hard to even do that? Yeah, I did not. I did not watch it last night. But, uh, you know, there are, there are events that you, you know, as a sports fan and, you know, I, 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 lock, I love watching, you know, great teams, great, uh, you know, great players. You know, unfortunately, I wasn't able to watch that. But it's, you know, that's uh, it's something to be celebrated. And, you know, you think back, you know, I was – Trying to get in my mind, I think LeBron's a couple of years younger than I am, but it's you know, I still remember as I was coming up, he he was a story. You know, he was a he was an icon before he ever you know even got to the NBA, just for what he did in in high school. And but for somebody to have that much, I'd say pressure or expectation to go and live out 
you know, that dream and to, to have the level of success, I mean, it's, it is something to be celebrated. And so, uh, you know, I, I try to, I try to get in and stay into as, as many of the, the current day and age of, of all things that are happening in sports, but a lot of time does go into just what we're doing here. You ever been to a Super Bowl? I have. Pretty boring, uh, I, huh? <laughs> uh, it's, uh, I tell you, it's, the, the show of it is, is remarkable. I mean, all the things going on around it. And I mean, from halftime to just, uh, you know, they, they know how to make money. Yeah, they do. And you know, he's in Florida. That's what a lot of the games are. Florida, Arizona, yeah. it's in Arizona this time, but I went to one in Miami and yeah, it's a show, but I'm telling you, it's a lot of rich people who buy tickets, who can afford tickets to watch the games. So they're not like super passionate about the teams, but you're right. There's some money there. It is a show. It was like, I did the red carpet on E a couple nights ago. It felt like that coach. Well, you're like, who are these people and how'd they get this money? Yeah, when I went to, when I went, I was actually the, that was back when I was office coordinator at Arizona State. So it was in Phoenix and it was, you know, pretty, uh, you know, pretty easy for me to get there. But, you know, people that travel and it's, it's, it is a, it's a major event. And they, like I said, they, NFL knows what they're doing. They're going to, they're going to make, they're going to make their money. All right. Last question for you, coach. I do want to talk about Jordan Travis. What's, what's the expectation for, for him next year? Well, I mean, just to continue to grow, continue to get better. I mean, he's a phenomenal young man. I mean, just the way that he's helped lead our football team. Uh, you know, you see the you know, all the success he's had on the field, and just you know the the person that he is. He's never he's never let it get to him in a way that uh, you know, he still stays focused on the work. And you know, talking about you know you know he had opportunities even even earlier this this semester to to go and. Uh, you go to the national championship game to be able to be around you know, some of the, the national media and, and kind of, you know, as you, as you look at some of the things he's accomplished, just to continue to, to push who he is But you know, he declined, he declined the invitation because he wanted to be here at the first day of workouts with his team. And, you know, that it, to me, that's, that's who he is. And, uh, you know, I'm gonna put no limits to what he can accomplish. I think he's, you know, one of the best players in, in all of college sports. Um, but, you know, he's just a remarkable young man too. And he's somebody you want to cheer for and, you know, the way that he works, the way he pours into this team, into this program. I mean, I'm honored for the opportunity to coach him. You've got a lot of friends that are massive Florida state fans. They're going to love hearing this. I would have been so irritated to win all because you guys won I think six in a row at the end I just wouldn't have wanted the season to end I just been like why well, we have to stop like we, just, we we were not losing why do we have to stop and you guys were you know we went to the bowl game and just uh, big things coach I'm super super cool to see you do so well down there and I'm glad that you told Eddie he was a creep and I think otherwise we're all good <laughs> we're all clear here yeah uh, there he is uh, have a great off season coach coach Mike Norvell or as I call him coach coach Norval <laughs> that's right all right coach have a great day thank you for your time all right thanks so much and good Noles. All right, thanks, Coach. I, 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 Kevin, that was you, right? Line that one up? Yeah. Here's our winner, 500 bucks. Yay! 500 bucks yeah. And Monopoly money. Let's hey, go. Hey, so, <laughs> great job you did win. Thank you. And I will be uh, awarding you that cash sometime in the next, what, It's installments. <laughs> it's going to be $10 You can pick a, a lump sum of $22. <laughs> or $1. <laughs> um, I have, we, we got to wrap this, but why don't we do our uh, final thoughts? Spaghetti? Oh, Bones, you always say that I've never gone to the Super Bowl, but you say you've been a few times and you're twice, like yeah. twice and yeah. you're like, it's it's just snooty, you know, like a lot of rich people. It's cool to go and say you've been to a Super Bowl. It's fun to look around, but it's not this experience where the experience is actually amazing because it doesn't feel like a passionate football game. I have an idea because I read stories about all these people giving tickets away to people that deserve to go to the Super Bowl that could never afford it. I read one about the big blizzard in Buffalo. There was a, a couple living in their house and they got a knock on their door and an old man who had been like in the blizzard, frostbite, hands like frozen, was like, I need to come in. They held it. They kept him in the house for like two or three days while he recovered. So the NFL got win. They're like, well, you're going to the Super Bowl. Giving you two tickets. Delta stepped in. Mm -hmm. Got him flights and all that. So let's just give a bunch of tickets away. That way fans can really go to the Super Bowl. Where do we get these tickets? Why am I giving away? Why am I going to get? No, I, no, no, not us. I didn't even get NFL. I, I didn't even get invited to, by DraftKings. I thought maybe we get invited. I kept waiting, and we never got invited by DraftKings. That's crazy, man. I know. Next and year, I, next I know. Year. I just need to go lock myself in a snow house and be like, DraftKings, can I go Super Bowl? I'm, I'm hungry. Because if they let us Save go, me. we would be like, yeah, yeah, we'd we be would. into it. Yeah, yeah. And there are some fans that do that, but I. Okay. It's fun. Everybody always uses their story to get that Super Bowl <laughs> ticket. I just need to have one next year. Yeah, we do. Kevin.
The Buccaneers have just signed 84-year-old Tom Moore to a contract extension. He's been around for a long time, and I just thought this was crazy. I thought I said Tom Brady. 84-year-old Tom Brady. <laughs> Tom Brady. This is his 47th different contract he signed in the NFL. 47. Wow. Wait, 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 who is punter? this? Tom Moore. He's like a defensive oh. coach. He's been oh, around okay. forever. But 47 different contracts. That's a lot. Good for him. Hey, consistency. <laughs> consistency? I wonder if he knows where he is. A team. <laughs> Am I in California? Adam. I'm excited for my guy, A.J. Brown. He, he, he got a rough go of it last year, uh, leaving the Titans. He got a bad rap. But this year, he showed up and showed out for the Eagles. And I'm excited for him to get a, get a shot at a ring. I, I was a fan of him in, in Tennessee, and now I'm excited to watch him. Do you know him, like, yeah, personally? Boy? I, met him one, I met him once, but he's old Miss guy. He, he saw him at the mall. I saw, I saw him at the coffee shop one time. <laughs> yeah. You have a new song coming out tomorrow? Got a new song Friday, whenever out. this is heard, yeah? Yeah, yeah. The song's called Right On. Uh, you can pre-order it. Or pre-save it, whatever they call it, but yeah. it's out tomorrow. Let's yeah, go, check it out. Adam. Nice. Uh, final thing, because I got a conference call in like one minute. Um, golf sucks. Huh? <laughs> I was really on. Eddie and I went and played really on, really on. Really. Then we went and played yesterday, just like dicking around. <laughs> I couldn't even hit the ball. And like I got to be pretty good, and then I don't, I, I've been kind of sick under the weather, so I blame it on that. But golf sucks, and it's awesome. Yeah, and it sucks so bad. And I never got to play golf as a kid because we didn't have golf around. And the only time I got to play golf was. Not even play. I worked maintenance on a golf course when I got to be a late teenager. And I didn't even get to play there because it was all rich people. So I never was around golf. Um, but golf sucks and is awesome, the end. You hurt my feelings yesterday, too, by the way. Why? Because you, uh, I was trying to help him. I don't with, need a lesson from no, Eddie. He's worse that's than what me. He told me. And that's and what he told me. in front of everybody, he's like, why don't you take, take a step back from the ball? I said, I don't need a lesson from you. <laughs> and I was like, I'm beating you by like 10 strokes. Yes. You should take a lesson from me. No. In one day. Oh, I get, here, read. Reed, by the way, Reed, nice job on your imaging this season. And thank yeah. you. Good job. Yes. Oh, sorry. Great job, Reed. That's, that's awkward. What is this, that? The Heisman? This is for this is for Adam. You got your whistle. Here you oh. go. What? Adam, what? Put your whistle on it. You get the trophy, the MVP. Wow. Here he is, his last show. Adam Hambrick, everybody. Adam. There he is. There you go. Yeah, get down. Get down a little bit. Put your whistle on it. <laughs> All right, Adam. Nice job, Adam. <laughs> we'll Adam see you boy. guys. Have a fun <laughs> Super Bowl, everybody. Bye-bye. <laughs>